everybody. I'm just going to go live. I'm really excited to have uh, Libby Armstrong on today. And she is a multi-passionate entrepreneur who is also a witch. And let me see what else she has in her profile for you. Just so I can introduce you while we're waiting for her to roll in today. Uh, here we go. So she is the head witch at the Collective Witchery. She's a summit host and has led dozens of workshops and transformational retreats to help creatives make quantum leaps and bounds to enchant and enrich their lives and businesses by fusing practical magic with spiritual magic. Her favorite tools to use are human design, witchery EFT, which is um, emotional freedom tapping, tarot and quantum the quantum alignment system so hopefully she'll be joining us in just a few minutes at least hopefully soon we'll see if she comes in um and since i'm waiting here may as well just um i'm posted to my group today hi whoever's here if you want to post a comment and let me know what you're doing, who you are, where you're uh, watching us from today. That'd be great. Um, we had a new moon in Capricorn the other day. And for a lot of us, like, even though we're not really consciously connecting or making the dots, once you start working with um, the seasons of the year and different energies, then you start to really notice how your whole life syncs up with the just the energy associated with like, for example, right now, the sun sign that's associated with this time is Capricorn. And so a lot of us are feeling really, really motivated to do things and get um, things done, like really, um, and I see Libby here now, so I'm going to add her to the stream. Oh, hi, Libby. Hi. Can you hear me? Hi. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can. Uh-huh. Can you hear me? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Wonderful. I'm so happy to have you on. We've been kind of, um, I know that I was a part of one of your summits yes, um, yes. last year. And while we were waiting for you to get on, I explained who you are. So I introduced you a little bit. So if you want to introduce yourself, that would be fabulous. Okay, thanks. Sorry, I'm, it's, it's a little crazy over here. I've got a cat trying to climb onto my desk and I'm trying to get it to go away. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> home, right? <laughs> oh um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I'm Libby. Oh, hi everyone. I am a multi-passionate business owner. I'm a professional witch. Um, I'm a coach, transformational retreat leader, um, and an author. So ah. I think it sums it up. <laughs> well, as if that isn't enough. <laughs> Well, as it is with most multi-passionate entrepreneurs, I mean, we have a long list of, of titles and stuff, right? 
Oh yeah, totally, totally. And I was just telling everybody, I sent out to my email list today how uh, the energy going into Capricorn right now with this Capricorn new moon the other day has just taken me, um, taken hold of me and I'm redoing websites, I'm reorganizing stuff, I'm, <laughs> you know, kind of going to town with it. How about you? Same. Everything is going through like a, not a rebrand, but a shift, you know, right. everything and just double checking. Does this really still in alignment with what I want to do? If it's not, then it's put aside and we'll work on it later or we'll get rid of it. And we're updating words, copy, things like that. So it's, 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 it's fun. I think it's a, it's a nice challenge to do that, to rebrand ourselves a little bit. I mean, we don't have to do a rebrand publicly, but more internally um, mm. on our and on ourselves as well. So I'm enjoying this new energetic shift. Long overdue. Yeah. Totally, totally. Because I feel like this multi-passionate entrepreneur and bringing in magic into our practices and into our businesses mm -hmm. and kind of using that as one of the key elements of it is long overdue, as you said. Yes, it is long overdue and we've had 2020 which has been a, a crazy year for most people well let's rephrase that it's been a crazy year for the entire world right, right? it's more specifically for those of us who are a little bit more empathetic that have spiritual gifts we kind of understand things on an energetic level and we're feeling things a lot more deeply than um, the general population does right so going mm -hmm. into new energy this new the new moon everything else i think it's a it's a welcome refreshing starting point for the 2021 year. Absolutely, absolutely. And also we have this place because I feel like our, our role is going to expand in the coming years because, you know, this is like the way shower kind of thing. This is like step up, lead and show people how it's done. Don't you think? Absolutely. Definitely. It's, it's, you know, we said that 2020 was the year of the witch, right? Well, 2021 mm -hmm. is going to be the year of the witch and the year of everybody else who is you know, spiritually inclined. We've, um, we've been too long in the shadows, not just from a witch perspective, but from a spiritual perspective. And the old ways of um, doing business is no longer sufficient. We've got to tune in with our... Um, our own personal abilities, our own, our own gut reactions, our own intuition, and have that lead us in our business endeavors so that we can create right. a, a new business paradigm is coming in. Right. And it, it's totally true because before coronavirus like slammed everything, you know, on its head and kind of created this hard break, so to speak, you know, like the emergency break got pulled a lot of us were overextending ourselves and because of work and because of these, you know, kind of, I don't want to say keeping up with the Joneses because that's a part of it, of course, but just really totally disconnected from our families, totally disconnected from our own energies, totally disconnected from even feeling, am I sad? Am I happy? Am I tired? Oh, just one more video, uh, just one more email. So I feel like there's opportunity and also danger to kind of, um, I don't know, overdo it. <laughs> yes, definitely. I think, like you said, it was a hard reset, hard stop. 
but now it's time for you know reset. I think the whole world got to see what it was really like to shift our priorities and shift our perspectives regarding how we deal with our family, how we deal with our work, how we deal with our colleagues, how we deal with our commute to work and back and forth and everything. So it's a great reset. I mean, a lot of people thought, well, coronavirus is terrible. And I'm not undermining that. I'm just, what I'm saying is, oh yeah, we saw a shift. We saw our priorities shift. And we learned a lot from that. You know, as a, as a whole general world population, we learned from that. And I think more opportunities came about because of it. People could see the opportunity to have a better work-life balance by being able to shift individuals to work from home. Their children were home um, more because their schools were closed. So they had a better work-life balance. And I think that's something that people are going into 2021 with a renewed sense of this is what we want and we know we can achieve it. So let's continue with this. Right, yeah. Definitely. And I think too, like coming, bringing it back to the multi-passionate part, it allows us when we have these multiple passions to say, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to create for my magical content. Tuesday, Thursday, I'm going to do this or even bringing everything together. Or how do you see this? Because sometimes I think when you're working into stepping in, it's kind of like stepping onto like a um a ferris or not a ferris wheel what are those called a merry-go-round that's spinning around and you have to get your bearings yes it yes that's a great analogy i love that <laughs> <laughs> um, so what i would do because i mean i'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur and i know that i personally have received a lot of not, I wouldn't say flack, but more of confusion from other people that I've, you know, who I've hired as my own coaches and within my own family sphere. They're like, well, how can you do this and this and then this? this is, what are you doing? You're crazy. And it's it, to me, it makes absolutely perfect sense, right? The thing is with multi-passionate entrepreneurs, the reason that we're multi-passionate at our very core is that we are true creatives at heart. It is our creativity that, that pushes us to all these different things that we want to do. So what I tell people to do, like I have a couple of like steps I tell people to do. And the first one is to take pen and paper and write down all your skills, all your talents, um, write a list on every single degree or certificate that you've achieved, write down all your hobbies, write them all down. Create this long list of who you are and what you do and what you're qualified to do, right? Then at the very top of that list, you're going to start with numbering. You're going to number from one to 100. And you're going to reorganize that list and put the first thing at the top that actually lights you up the most, right? And then work backwards down the list. Then go back to the top of the list and write your name in big, bold letters. Mm. Created your brand right? You are your own brand. So that's like the first thing. Once we've cre created that inventory list of all our qualifications and all our hobbies and our skills and our talents, we have a better idea of who we are and how we are wanting to present ourselves to the world. Right. Because so right? I mean, we, we say, oh, we've got this, we've got that. But once you've written it down, it becomes more real. Mm -hmm. And when we've written it down, we get rid of that imposter syndrome. 
because now we know we've got the skills, we've got the talents, we've got the certificates to back up who we think we are. Right. And getting rid of that imposter syndrome, especially as a multi-passion entrepreneur is, is integral. It's very important to do that. Because I mean, I could destroy anybody's business if you have that. So it's, it's integral to do that. So that's what I make people do. So I'll tell them to start there. And then I think, so my name is Libby, obviously. Libby is my brand. It is my umbrella. And underneath Libby, I have different businesses. Um, for example, my businesses are, I'm a professional witch. So I take on witchy clients. I also am an author. So I have um, book sales going on and writing books and things like that and helping other authors create their own books. Um, I also have a handmade business. I'm a leather artist, so I create leather goods and I sell that on different um, platforms as well. So, I mean, just that's, there's just three of them, right? It's like, well, where's the connection? How can you have a connection between everything? And that's the next step in, in trying to have a multi-passionate business is find your connection. You want to do all these different business ideas, but there has to be a common denominator between all of them. What do they share? And for me personally, it was magic. I wanted to have magic flow through my entire business, my umbrella business. So everything it, that came into contact with my business could feel magical. You know, people could embody that magic with themselves. And that to me was, it was just so important because I mean, magic is life, right? And if you can understand this everyday magic, then you just blossom, right? So I know it sounds a bit airy fairy for some people, but that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> and that's what I believe. And that's what I'm working towards to achieving in my business. And I've had multiple people come up to me, whether it's um, in person, an email, or via my, my TikTok videos, and just say, look, we love your energy. I don't care what you're selling, I'll buy it. I just wanna be within your energy. And that, that's being multi-passionate, right? Because it doesn't matter what you sell, your energy is going for you. Your energy precedes your sale. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead, I know. <laughs> Again, no, no. multi-passionate, right? <laughs> Right. No. And I love this too, because it, it shifts the dynamic from push to pull, you yes. know, it really makes you think more about giving and, and really making sure the energy and the place that you're coming from and creating from is in alignment because you can't really fake that alignment and and people just have this sense where they're just like i i understand like oh yeah you're awesome i love what you're doing i love everything you're doing or you know not so sure about that but i will i will say though that i do get a lot of confusion from like the the christian people who come on my channel and they're just like oh you're all this and that and the other thing and i'm just like I'm not, you know, my stuff is not really geared towards you. So I'm not really surprised that you don't understand what I'm talking about mm -hmm. or my presentation style that you can't really um, connect with it. And that's okay. Not for everybody. Exactly. And that's the thing. I think when people are starting out with their business, they have these really great grandiose ideas, but they want to be everybody's cup of tea. And we can't mm -hmm. all be everyone's cup of tea. I prefer to be someone's cup of vodka, personally. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
Right. And someone's <laughs> coming to me. Um, I'm a professional witch. My group is for witches. We're called the Collective Witchery Group. That's what we, we are. And um, I do these videos on TikTok about witchcraft, about witchery, um, because for us, witchcraft is not a religion. It is a way of life. It is being able to add little tiny things into your everyday living that makes you feel empowered, that makes you have magic at your fingertips. And I was actually quite surprised when I got a lot of people wanting to join my group and commenting on my videos who are Christian witches. And the person's uh, like, oh, yeah. wow, um, that's not a clientele that I usually engage in. But you can be a Christian and you can be a witch. There's, there's no rule to say you can't. You absolutely can. And so, yes, they're welcome to come and join my group. They're welcome to follow me on my, my videos on TikTok because they're learning to incorporate everyday magic into their everyday lives doesn't right. matter who you believe in or what your belief system is because it's not a religion. So for me, Christian witches were a completely different uh, audience that I wasn't expecting that came about because of being multi-passionate and not right. particularly going, this is my audience and you know that's it. Open to receive, right? In business as in life, always be open to receive. True, so. <laughs> true. Yeah. Huh. Exactly. Now, so this has been, what's been your like biggest, well, I know like TikTok went viral <laughs> for you, didn't it? You were just like, yum and love. <laughs> yeah, TikTok was great. I started TikTok um, like midway or towards the end of September 2020. And I, I admittedly, I took some time off in December of holidays and family obligations and everything like that, right? The world <laughs> needed more of my attention than videos did. But I mean, I've, I've grown quite significantly from TikTok. I'm sitting relatively still a small account. I mean, only sitting at like 35,000 followers, 35K, 34K, somewhere around there. But TikTok was a great way to be expressive, to show my, my side of how I see things and to let my own energy speak for itself. Some people like to read my posts on Facebook because they prefer to read. Other people prefer to see my videos on TikTok because they're short little 15 second bursts of information that they can retain. It's still right. the same information, it's just the way it's being delivered. So that adds to my creativity is being multi-passionate. I can create videos and be creative about it and I can create posts and still be creative about it. So you have to find your different way that you prefer to, to um, teach, right? Because as a, as a business owner, you are ultimately a teacher of some kind. You're either teaching people how to use your product, you're teaching people why they should use your product or your service, right? So you're always teaching. So figure out what it is that you work best in and how you want to teach people, whether it's videos on TikTok, um, pictures on Instagram, or creating a, a post on Facebook. Find where you prefer to be. Um, focus on one social media and grow that to a comfortable point. And then you can focus on the next social media platform. And as you can tell with me talking, I'm jumping around with the different things and that's how my multi-passionate brain works. <laughs> right. It doesn't mean that I'm a flake. I mean, this is the biggest problem that I get from other people who are multi-passionate. They always say, well, people think I'm a flake. They think I don't know what I'm doing. They think I'm going back and forth on my ideas. And you're not. So anybody who's multi-passionate listening to this, you're, you're perfectly normal because you are an ultimate creative being. 
right? You have creativity flowing through you at such an intense level that you have all these different ideas. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's perfectly normal for you. So embrace that creativity. Really, really embrace that creativity. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think too, it's getting back to a more natural state for people to be in. Like, we're not, I don't think we're supposed to like find one micro topic and just, I mean, of course, you know, some people work okay doing that. And that's their way of, of interacting with the world. That's their way of becoming, you know, kind of um, using their talents and their way of interacting with things. But some of us are just like, today, I'm going to do some music. And tomorrow, I'm going to make some meditations. And then, you know, two weeks from now, I'm going to release this big program or whatever. And then, being fine with allowing yourself to explore different things because yeah, I totally, totally get you where, where people sometimes just don't understand. And even it is hard then for us as entrepreneurs who are, you know, pivoting or not even pivoting, just kind of trying to, like I said, trying to get that footing when you're, you're, you've been on the, uh, merry-go-round your whole life and you're just like well I'm here and I know it works for me but I don't think everybody else looking in from the outside gets it yeah and that's that's something that keeps us back in business I think because we're so worried what other people are going to think about us that it holds us back from actually experiencing something or giving of ourselves to the universe right because we, we I mean you are human Humans have a tendency to be worried about what people are going to think about them. We judge other people. People judge us. It's it's something that's normal. But right. when you're multi-passionate, you have to first understand yourself. So, you know, going back to creating your list of all your skills, your talents, your certificates, writing it down of who you are will help you overcome the fear of imposter syndrome, will help you overcome the fear of being judged by other people. Okay. Right. So once you have like, you know, all that down and you understand that you as a person are your brand, then whatever you do underneath that, you can branch out and have it be umbrellas, little umbrella uh, coming out of you. Right. Okay. That mm -hmm. was a terrible analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I, know what you're, I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> but I understand like, you know, it's almost like different arms, like like the um, and I forget if it's Shiva, which goddess it is that has all the arms. It's just like, you know, kind of remembering that that's a part of all of us. That's part of all of our nature. But exactly. and then be able to like fully accept and embrace that and move forward with yes. that. Embrace your weirdness. <laughs> right. Embrace your creativity. Embrace your multi-passionates. You know, you're not, you're not a flake. There's nothing wrong with you. It is, if anything else, it is this unique skill set that you can learn to hone in on that's going to help you succeed in life and in your businesses, right? Because we right. don't always just have one business. My, Libby might be my brand, but underneath Libby, I've got the Collective Witchery, which is my, um, my memberships. I have the Spell of the Month Club, my Collective Witchery Coven. So I have that. Then I have Celtic Bazaar, which is my handmade leather goods business. And then I have my authorship and all my books and everything. So we have these different levels, but underneath all of them, there's a main um, common theme is magic, right? 
have the magic in the cupboard and the club, which goes into the magic that I put into creating my, my goods that I sell, my actual handmade items. And then there's magic that you can find by reading my books. So mm -hmm. you have to find where that is. Um, and then the other thing too is for multi-passion entrepreneurs, some, some of us, or some, some people might actually have these wonderful ideas, but they may not know how to implement them. They can still pursue those, but the idea then is instead of trying to figure out how you're going to do it all, leverage someone else's knowledge. Um, yeah. Look to see if there's any people out there that already are doing something that you're, you're wanting to do and piggyback off of them. Ask if they're in a, you can be an affiliate for their services, affiliate for their, their products or their business, right? Use someone else's product if, you, if it's very similar to your own and you can't uh, create it yourself. That's something people don't think about. They think affiliate marketing, oh, kind of weird stuff and not really aligned with what we want to do. But it can be totally aligned with what you're wanting to do because if your ultimate goal is to teach almost the same thing, then if someone else has already created it and they already have an affiliate program set up, utilize them. You can still get sales. You can still get um, your name out there, but you're not putting in that hard work of actually creating the content, creating the product. So affiliate marketing is something else that multi-passionate entrepreneurs can and should bring into their own businesses. Right. Well, I feel like there's two different parts of this. Number one, like with Spiritual Business Spotlight, you know, having affiliates with people whose brands and whose businesses I know, like, and trust, you know, mm -hmm. it's just common for me to talk about other people's work, for us to talk about, you know, tarot cards or crystals or whatever magical things we're doing at the moment. So helping other people to promote their products in that way is really for me as, as in my work, second nature or first nature <laughs> even, you know, and then also from what you're saying too, like part of my business is, is, working with uh, spiritual and sensitive entrepreneurs to help them to market their businesses and to create all of this, you know, content and branded content. And I'm working on white label content now so that, and what white label okay. is, is for people who are teaching something, but they don't have the time or the, the skill set or the, the experience pretty much to be able to go in and create documents and to create all of this stuff. So that's where I step in. And then I can help them, you know, create for themselves. Yeah, exactly. And so it's a win-win for everybody. Exactly, because you're you're furthering, you're you're furthering the consciousness rising in the world, right? By offering those kinds of services. I mean, for me, for example, that would be wonderful, you know, to tap into your knowledge base and then share that with my people. Because the ultimate goal is we are shifting paradigms. And the more we can sort of, quote unquote, wake other people up, the faster, the easier this transition is going to be. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now, this is something that I've been talking about with a lot of people. And I want to get your ideas about it because it's new. Or I don't know if it's new, but I don't want to say and I don't want to go into like barter and trade because that's not an area I even want to go into. You know, that's a hard no for me. A lot of times when somebody asks me to do something for free, I'm like, I don't have time, really. Like, I don't. But 
going into and with books and with a membership and with um, with TikTok and with social media, you're able to share with a really big audience for free or next to nothing. You know, so a book uh, is an entry level marketing tool or or an entry level way to get to know you and your work. And it's available for people who, you know, um, because I'm thinking about like Patreon, tapping into Patreon, tapping mm -hmm. into places like, or doing memberships that are, um, um, or like that um, buy me a cup of coffee or something like that. It's a newer one on the market. But how do you feel about like, like money and the economy moving forward. I mean, if, if, if I can give you such a broad. <laughs> no, this is, um, it is a topic of conversation that I have addressed so many times ah. because, you know, the thing is, is that I'm a witch, which also means that because I'm a practicing witch, I, um, I'm a pagan. And within the pagan community itself, um, a lot of people believe that the information should be freely given and freely shared mm -hmm. and that people who charge are charlatans, right? And it's that continual education that we have to do of what money is at its root being is energy. Right. So you are doing an energy exchange. You are giving money for information. Yes, Possibly you could go out and sit on Google for a couple of hours, go to the library and get a couple of books, watch a couple of YouTube videos, right? And get the information that you're seeking or the information that you or I provide. But how long is that going to take you? Mm -hmm. And are you going to be able to be able to weed out the fluff to the actual content? What's actually going to help you change your life? A lot of people don't have the time or the inclination to do that. So that's when the exchange of money comes in. I offer a service, I offer a membership, I offer a product in exchange for monetary um, gains. That I can then take that energy of the money and put it back into my businesses and create more products, more services to help more people. Right. So it's a continual education of just because you're in a spiritual community doesn't mean that the knowledge you share has to be for free. Um, when I'm doing my TikTok videos, I'm doing highlights. I'm not doing in-depth, this is what you're going to do. It's just one or two things, right? Just to make people get the information. And if you want to know more, come and join my group. Oh, great. You're in my group now. Wonderful. Just a little more information. You want more? You want one-on-one -on -one attention? Come join my membership. Right. Right. So that's my progression between between it all and how, how I make it work. But there there needs to be more education, I think, by more spiritual leaders and more thought leaders that money is an energy exchange and that people should be paid for their time, their knowledge. Um, their time and their knowledge has gone into creating um, or pursuing their degrees or their certificates. Right. I mean, crystal healing, you have to have a well. You should have a certificate for that. You should have studied for that. You can't just pick up a book and say, well, okay, I have a book. Now I know what to do. You need to have experience. Right. And people don't understand that connection, I guess. It's a better word to use for it. But it's that money exchange is what we need to go after. 
mean, you can go to, um, you can look online and find out how to pull your tooth if you wanted, if you have a toothache. <laughs> yeah. right? Are you going to do that? No, you're going to go to a dentist, right? So why go and do a spell on your own and worry about the ramifications where you come to a professional like myself who can do it for you or teach you how to do it for yourself where you can be almost quote unquote, almost guaranteed results. I mean, the results are gonna be dependent on how much energy you're gonna put into it. Now in that case, energy does not equate to the money, energy equates to your personal um, abilities and your personal wants and desires. Just wanted to clarify that out there. <laughs> right, no, and that's a really good thing to clarify too, because I think that there's, you know, uh, I've worked uh, in the back end of a, a psychic hotline before. So I was the one who was, you know, QAing all of the um, conversations and, and recruiting everybody. And, and so I've seen, and I've been in the community for a really, really long time. So I've seen what's out there as far as, you know, from both sides, you know, from from the people who are just kind of um, taking advantage of people's hopes and and just mm -hmm. kind of like, uh, okay, if you give me a lot of money, then, you know, I'll make all this stuff happen. It's just like, yeah, you're making yeah. some stuff happen, but I'm not sure that you're making the right stuff happen for these exactly. people. Exactly. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. And then also, you know, um, with your coven and teaching everything, buddy you know there is this renaissance of connection to personal power and wanting to find out how to wield if you want to say that power how to connect with it more fully how to use it in our lives in order to get the outcomes that we want and so for me sometimes i'm just like i think and, and this is probably individual for each of us as, and I'll put that forward at the beginning, you know, for each of us, it's individual to say, I would prefer a lot of times for people to take the power for themselves rather than to run it through my filter, you know, in terms of divination, in terms of doing energy work, except when I'm doing like Reiki or something, you know, so yeah. of course, <laughs> caveat there. Um, but so do you feel like there's like do you feel like a person should exhaust or learn like exhaust their own resource i don't want to say financial resources um energetic like personal power resources um or just go ahead and consult with somebody and um have them do it for them or take them by the hand or how would you so something somewhere i prefer somewhere in between so I, I don't like teaching people. I like guiding people. Okay. So oh. let me guide you, right? Because I, with, with what I teach, the core belief is that the power is within you. Mm -hmm. You just need to be able to break through your generational trauma that you have, your generational uh, witch wound that has been passed down through you. Um, you need to overcome all of that. And then you need to remember. You need to remember the way the world should be. You need to remember your own self, your own power. So I believe that you need to rather find someone who's willing to guide you versus handing you a book and saying, here, that's it, go, go study, right? Like some, like, like, you know what you would do at school, right? If you were in high school, right? You had, here's your book, 
go read it and write a report on it. Well, that's fine, but did you actually read or did you actually learn something from that book? You right. probably not, right? I mean, how many books did you read in high school that you had to write a book report for that you actually remember? I'm all like, I'm a no, solitary right? witch. <laughs> I'm a solitary witch, so books are my best friends and 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 going out into nature. In my library. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm all like, and and so for I think though to guiding people is a really nice way of putting it and and kind of reintroducing them to it and showing them that it's not like evil and bad and you know um, yeah. that th there's definitely the education part to it but it's it's really yeah. what I do is more guiding them I want you to wake up right, right. I, you know when you're waking up from a dead sleep. Um, I know that when I was a kid, and I had a hard time waking up in the morning. My my father would try everything. He would come into my room and put my radio up really, really loud. Well, that didn't help. He would come in and put a wet face cloth on my face to try to wake me up, right? That wouldn't help, right? Because what happens is when you're woken up like that, you have a visceral reaction. And that right. reaction that you have when you wake up, you carry with you that energy. You carry with you the entire day. So... In terms of our spirituality, when you're waking up spiritually, the way that you wake up is going to be with you the entire um, lifetime of your being. So nice. I want to help facilitate that, that waking up to be more natural and in tune with who the individual person is. Right. Does that, does that make sense? Totally, completely, yeah. I always encourage my, my clients, my, my students, um, people that I work with to really get to know themselves, um, not just by writing that list down of their skills and their talents and their, their degrees and everything, but taking it one step further. Um, go and study, take um, human design, for example. Go find out what your human design strategy is. Go find out where you are on the Enneagram go take the Myers-Briggs test, all those kinds of personality assessment tests, take them all, spend an entire day just doing all of them and then read through your results because those are gonna give you highlights to um, your core being that you maybe didn't recognize. And now all these tests are gonna, there's gonna be a common theme through, through all of them. So you're gonna be able to understand yourself better. And that's gonna help you shift your awareness to more of what your own power is. And that also will help you find your right teacher or your right guide to take you one step further on your awakening process. Because that's what we're doing in the spiritual community is we're trying to facilitate the awakening of other people. By doing so, we shift the world consciousness. Right. And that is, I think, our ultimate jobs as you know, spiritual leaders and thought leaders and everything. I yeah. agree. Definitely. Definitely. And that's why there's such a good variety of us out there, because I don't feel like it's one brand fits all people. Like you said, you know, um, you have your specific way or not. I won't say specific way, but you have your way of doing things. I have my way of doing things and other teachers and healers and thought leaders and authors and, you know, um, have their own way of doing things. And I think it's more partially getting to know one another and helping each other like, um, you know, just like, oh, maybe I'm not the right person for you, but hey, Libby does a fabulous job. So why don't you talk to her and see if maybe her brand or her way of doing things fits with you? Because I, I hate to use 
brand, but brand is a good way of putting it, you know, just the way that you do things. Right. Community, you know, comes before anything else. We want to create that collaboration. We don't want to have, you know, competition. What I do is different from you, but it doesn't mean it's, it's better or worse. Right. It's It's just just what it is. Right. And that's, that's what we have to learn. We have to learn to accept other people's strengths and weaknesses. So, you know, I like it. For example, for us, my husband, who is sitting right across from me right now, we work together in our business. (laughs) We are a husband and wife team that work together. And a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I could not work with my husband. I would kill him. But for me, it's like, I would probably die if I didn't have him with me, right? Because we work together as a team so well. And the way we do that is because we have gone through and done, you know, our human design. I'm a human design specialist. So I've done that. We've done the Enneagram. We've done Myers-Briggs. We've done all of that. So we know what our strengths and our weaknesses are. And we can play to that. I can cover his weaknesses and he covers my weaknesses. And together we are a team. So when you're in the spiritual community, your spiritual um, traits are not just your personality, your human design or your Myers-Briggs or anything like that. But they're also your spiritual gifts that you have. You know, someone might be more psychically inclined um, versus someone else who's more better at uh, reading tarot, right? We have to accept that we have our strengths and our weaknesses. And our weaknesses are not areas of shame. They're areas that we either don't have the energetic fit to to be in or they're the energetic area that we could maybe look at growing at another point in our life. We need right. to focus on our strengths. And when we focus on our strengths and we grow that, we can then emanate out and help other people by lifting them up using our services, using our knowledge, using our expertise with that monetary exchange involved as well. Right. And I think the monetary, I mean, part of my mission right now too is making sure that the the wealth kind of moves in a different direction. Because yes. when you or I or somebody in our community has money, then it's going towards you know, um, mostly also, you know, I like my, I like my nice stuff and travel as much as anybody else. Um, but there's like more generosity. I feel like the money is shared a lot more and that there's a lot more consciousness in, um, in, in earning in sharing and in how we work with money as a tool rather than as like a, a show pony. Yeah, well, because there's, there's that whole energy levels. I mean, energy is, is is so complex. So there's just even like, so for example, you and I exchange monetary um, exchange. I paid you for a service, right? You have that money, but because you did that, sorry, is there a feedback on my mic? No, nah. I heard something. Um, because you did that, the people who are in your surrounding area, people who, who work with you on a daily basis, who are surrounded with you, interact with you, they're feeling subconsciously, they're feeling that energetic exchange as well. It's rubbing off on them, right? right. So that's going to help them create their own money flow, their own energetic flow. So when we have those exchanges, even in fair monetary exchanges for our services and our gifts, we're helping other people experience that high 
that that oh that money flow is like exciting and we're all deserving of it right so we're increasing that and it's just rippling out to everybody else that's i think if we can look at it that way that we're going into a money exchange we're paying somebody for a service or a product or a gift that they have we're furthering not only the economy in between the two people, but also the people that we interact with on a daily basis. Right. And I think that's what the world needs. Right. right. Oh yeah, totally. Because too, I mean, that's like the way you said it was so eloquent. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, and it does feel good. And so taking that shame, because I feel like there's sometimes where shame shouldn't be associated with earning money like all these people like i like and all of these people i'm sorry i didn't mean to say it that way like in our community we have to get rid of the ideology that somehow being poor is except like more acceptable than being rich or being in mm -hmm. poverty is somehow more spiritual than being like yes so this is a very for me it's a very personal topic because um a little bit of my story i'm an immigrant from south africa i'm living in the us now but when i first came to america i came with my father my mother and my brother they stayed behind in south africa until you know we were established and then we could come over but we didn't have money and so my father and i we stayed in a tent in a whole bunch of different state campgrounds while my father secured his work and everything and we lived off of five dollars a week for oh, wow. food that was $5 a week for a grown man and a teenage girl for their food the entire week. It, it was hard, but it was a challenge. It was exciting. And there was a lot of benefits from it. Right. That experience has stayed with me, you know, that I started to equate being poor with being excited, with, with living life to the fullest and everything else. So when I became older and became a business owner, I had to shift that because being poor is not going to help me in my business. Right. But having that money, not only can I have that experience and that excitement, but I can help others do the same thing, right. which ultimately gives me more joy, which ultimately gives me more excitement and more experience. And it just keeps growing and growing and growing. So that's an important shift that I personally made and coming to terms with, you don't have to be poor to be spiritual. If you are wealthy and you're spiritual, you're gonna help grow the spiritual community. Right. And the more spiritual, more the, that spiritual community grows, the better the entire universe is gonna be. The more consciously aware our leaders are going to be, right? Can you imagine how the world would be different if our leaders were consciously awake and that level of spirituality that mo that most of us are at, our laws, our rules, everything would be shifted. Right. I think right. it'd be brilliant. So, I mean, I think that's the ultimate goal that's going to happen for every spiritual leader is that we are we're, we're changing the world, and by doing this little ripple effects that we're doing now, you never know who you're going to affect, and you don't know who that person is going to affect, and so on and so on and so on, until it reaches the presidency or the armed forces or wherever we where we're looking at right we can change the world by doing what we're doing now and it all starts with having that monetary exchange exchanging right. your gift your knowledge your experience your expertise for monetary gain 
because that gain is going to help grow the community. Right. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Like, I, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Because that's what we need right now. And and that's part of it, too, is, is that ultimately, at the end of the day, the money in society in many ways right now equals power. And so if you don't have any money, you don't have any power, you know, in, in some ways. I mean, like you said, they're, okay, and that's an oversimplification. I'm sorry. I, would, I just almost went off yeah. on a tangent there. But, <laughs> but having money helps us shift politics. It helps us shift communities. It helps us shift our own lives. It helps us, like you said, that ripple effect. Exactly. Of, yeah, I mean, you, you're, 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 you, got, you do Reiki, right? So are you, um, you got your certificates in Reiki. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm a Reiki master teacher myself as well. So I know the time that goes into getting your, your certificates. And I also know what it's like teaching that to somebody else or giving it to somebody else. Right. That's energy, but you still have to be monetarily compensated for sharing that energy. Right. I had a point. What was my point? I went off on a tangent too. <laughs> I had a point. Where was I going uh, with that? Well, uh, the money that you put invest in getting your certificates, the time you invest in getting your certificates, yes, yes. money that we put into, um, you know, the internet, keeping the lights on, feeding ourselves, yes. um, you know, the, the higher quality lifestyle you have. Yes, exactly. It, it, it all comes back because it's a cycle, right? There's a, we all believe in, in the world is not the world, but um, the universe runs in cycles. You know, for um, us in our business and our in our marriage, we know that every five years something happens that shifts everything. We you know we either we gain something or we lose something, and things get shifted. So we we're mentally prepared every five years this happens, and that's just, that's you know that's perfectly normal. That's what works for us, but. You have to be, you have to be willing to charge what you're worth when you're in your spiritual realm. Because I think a lot of people in spirituality, they don't want to charge anything. Well, they're afraid that people are not going to follow them if they are charging something. But when you set your prices and you're energetically aligned with those prices, you're going to draw in the correct clients. Right. And if you don't charge those correct prices, like I know for, for a fact, when I first started, my prices were really low because I was like, oh my gosh, no one's going to want to buy my product. No one's going to buy my service. No one's going to hire me as a coach. I'm going to charge super low so that people won't think, you know, I had to shift that because all I was doing mm -hmm. was bringing in the incorrect clientele. Right. I was bringing in the clientele that was having problems making those, those payments. I was having clientele that was ghosting me, right? As soon as I shifted and raised my prices to energetically match what I was giving, people that came to me were energetically aligned. They showed up for their one-on-ones their -on every single time. They did all the homework assignments that I handed them. They were able to start their own businesses. They actually took the steps and they moved forward with their life. So when it comes to you know being multi-passionate you have all these different businesses the ultimate goal that you're going to you're going to have is that you want to change people's lives using right. your services your products your knowledge everything right so 
you have to put a price on all these endeavors that are going to match how much of your own energy is giving into it and going into creating them so that you can bring in the right clientele who are ready to up-level their life. Right. That, right. that monetary price is, is, it goes a little bit deeper, that monetary exchange, which is between the two of us, it goes deeper into, it affects them, it attracts their soul, right? Their soul knows, okay, this price, this is what it's worth. This is what I'm going to gain out of it. This is what I'm going to do. And they go forward and they start their own businesses and they become multi-passionate entrepreneurs themselves, right? So whatever your price point is, you have to make it match what you want to sell your stuff for. And you'll have the people coming to you that are ready and willing to pay those prices. And then that carries on, ripples out, goes forward and grows the community and raises the consciousness of everybody else that, you know, you all come in contact with on a daily basis. Right. Right. And also, I mean, going back to like the generosity part of it and the creativity part of it and, and being able to write blog posts and make videos and share ideas like this in open forums, mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that if you are just following the right people and you just know how to look at things, you can absorb so much and gain so much and, and then, you know, put that put all those things into power or into play and then right. step up to the next level. So it's just really kind of grasp. I don't want to say grasping, but using all of the tools and the powers available to you in the moment to take yes. yourself to the next level, whatever that next level is. Yes, exactly. That's, that's a really great way of putting that. I think that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, because you have to be, you have to know that there's a difference between being in the now and being in the past, right? If you're worrying about something, you're in the past. Worry doesn't have, you can't worry about something in the future. You can only worry about something that happened in the past. You can be excited for things in the future. Because what are you going to, what is there to worry about in the future? Worry about something, how it's going to turn out? Well, you can't really worry. It doesn't really have an effect to the future. But excitement has an effect. When you're excited, excited you're going to attract that excited energies towards you. You're going to manifest what you desire. So if you're worried about something, you're living in the past, not living in the future. Living in the here and now, right? And it comes down to being multi-passionate. When I plan out my content for being multi-passionate, I, I found that it was easier if I said, okay, um, Monday, I'm going to talk about um, my club. Tuesday, I'm going to talk about my coven. Wednesday, it's going to be a video on um, how to identify as being a witch, right? And so I had to classify day by day what each theme of the day was going to be because I found that to be easier for me. Yes, I'm multi-passionate, but I'm also a Virgo. So I have to have my compartments, right? My little compartments and they helped. I used, you know, onboard, um, like I use Trello and that helps me categorize my posts, my what I'm going to say by the day of the week because each day has a different theme. And then I help, it helps me with a creative flow. So that people that I'm dealing with or I'm talking with or is in my audience, they, they kind of come to expect every Monday it's going to be this, every Tuesday it's going to be that. And right. yeah, it might change according to my, my own personal schedule. I mean, I have a life to live, right? But at least that helps me as a multi-passionate entrepreneur keep 
up on things, keep on keep my tabs going, know what I'm going to be doing, know what I'm going to be posting, and keep churning content that's insightful and empowering for people when and how they need it. Right. Yeah. Well, I always, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. I need like a schedule to adhere to. And I'm better when I have like a plan in front of me and I can lay things out and, you know, kind of, you know, that virtual chess thing that's going on. But I also think, you know, okay, two parts to this. I think some spiritual entrepreneurs are too much in flow. They're like, oh, I have to be in the flow. And it's just like, I always say, you know what? The best place to flow is in one of those like um, lazy rivers and they have boundaries, they have borders, they are contained and they drive in a specific direction. So if you want flow, you kind of have to- Have those boundaries. Yeah, yeah, because it just makes it so much easier. Don't you find it makes it so much easier it to create? Does. Yeah, so I, I, I hate rules. I'm a born rule breaker. Don't tell me what to do. I will do it. <laughs> don't, I don't like that. So rules are, are something that I don't, I don't like. So I, I'm not the good, I wasn't a good student because there was always rules, right? I, I hate rules. Um, but when it comes to being multi-passionate and having different business um, branches of your brand, having boundaries helps guide that flow of your own energy and mm -hmm. creativity flow as well. So yes, I completely agree with you. Having boundaries helps not only with your energy flow, but also boundaries of how people are going to interact with you. How are your clients going to show up? Are you going to allow them to, you know, cancel on you repeatedly or have no shows or things like that? It helps man manage your business and run it so much better when you have those boundaries in place. Yeah, and this is something that I, I this is my cycle, like my spiral lesson that I have to deal with, like boundaries are my, my thing. But the way that I've been thinking about it lately is when, like if you imagine just a ball of energy just radiating outwards without any boundaries, without any, you know, kind of, um, any direction or way to house it in it it's a different thing than when you take that energy and you laser focus it on one particular task and then you're just like you know apply that energy and and for me too it's it's almost like recognizing energy leaks and yes. making sure that that i'm not um subconsciously or or without thought you know over either over giving over extending myself leaking energy in some other way that's really taking away from my own ability to help myself and help other people yes i mean if you the rule of thumb is if you're starting to feel overwhelmed if you're starting to have resentment towards your business then there's an energy leak right you've got to reevaluate where you're going reevaluate what your priorities are and that's priorities is a huge word that multi-passionate entrepreneurs need to embrace oh yeah right yeah. always do things in a priority basis so figure out what your priorities are what is more important to you focus on that first because those things are ultimately going to give you more joy and when you are in joy and you're having fun you have more of a creative flow and creative flow means more business income 
more right. business flow, right? right? But if you also, um, something that's, that's helped me with, with my clients is if you're a multi-passionate entrepreneur, I guess this works if you're just, if, you're, if you don't consider yourself multi-passionate, but we've already, we already discussed that you are your brand, okay? But now think of your business, once you've named your business, it could be, you know, for example, me, you know, Libby Armstrong, that's my business, or it could be the collective witchery, that's my business. Whatever it is, identify your business brand as a entity of its own. Right, yeah, yeah, right? because, yeah. Exactly, it is its own, I'm not gonna say it's a, it's a person, think of it as a person, but you can if you want to, that helps you understand. Think of it as a person, right? A person needs to eat. They need to have um, sustenance. They need to have maintenance done on them. They need pampering. They need some self-love, right? So mm -hmm. checking in with you, where your business is, ask your business, what do you need from me this week? Right. What do you, what content do we need to create? What clientele do we need to draw in? What energy exchange should we work on this week? Check in with your business because ultimately what you're doing is you're checking in to the, that entity, that business entity, and that entity has its own consciousness. Right. And being a spiritual leader, you have that ability to tap into that consciousness. And when you do that and you are in alignment, then there's nothing left for you but to succeed. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> if somebody is looking for you, online how can they find you, <laughs> find you? um well easy just look me up at my website libbyarmstrong.com or at uh thecollectivewitchery.com okay um, and then i'm on tiktok as well the collective witchery and instagram at libby armstrong and then my facebook group which is the collective witchery group so yeah and Facebook and on Clubhouse as well as at Libby. Okay, yeah, I think I I put it in one, and then um, when you shared the story today, I was like, ooh, oops, I didn't know it was going from there. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, it has been fabulous talking with you, and I'm so glad that we were able to connect. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with in the future here and following on. You. Thank you so much. This is wonderful, Sue. I really appreciate you taking the time to, with me today. No, the, the appreciation is all mine. It was a pleasure. So. <laughs> we'll have to do it again sometime. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Okay. All right. Wonderful. So everybody, again, this is Libby Armstrong, and she is from the collectivewitchery.com. You can find her on Instagram, on Facebook, on uh, TikTok, at both Libby Armstrong. And that's L-I-B-B-I-I, -I, just to let everybody know. So that they know. Um, and then also at The Collective Witchery. So if you are looking to find out more about harnessing your own personal power or about multi-passionate entrepreneur or about adding more magic into your life, you can go ahead and talk to Libby about that. Thanks. Take care. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Oops.